Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Hello and welcome to the Scooby Other Cricket Podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. And LJ, ODI series done and dusted. Uh, it landed very firmly in the Australian camp with a 3-0 whitewash. The Aussies were firing on all cylinders. Um, some outstanding performances over in Mumbai from the new guard. You've spent a lot of time at Wonketi Stadium over the last couple of weeks. Um, LJ, tell us how um, the ODI series unfolded. Yeah, it was, um, I guess it started and ended with two really dominant performances from the Australians. Um, the first one chased down the second highest run chase in the history of women's ODIs. Um, they probably shouldn't have been chasing that many really, but Pooja Pastraka got away from them at the end of India's batting innings, but absolutely clinical chase. And um, obviously that record-breaking 190-run win at the end, second one-day international century for for Phoebe Litchfield. And I think she really announced herself in this series with 250s and then 100. And you could just see the way she got better every game. And she was just learning on the spot, like the things that she was struggling with in the first ODI. She came back and fixed by the third. So I think that's really exciting for Australian cricket that like they're probably locked in their opener for the next however many years now. Really, really good signs ahead of that one-day World Cup too when you think that a year ago Rachel Haynes just retired and, and they had a few questions to answer about what that top order might look like heading into the next World Cup. That's really exciting and um, a real classic Australian fight back in the second one day, knowing that uh, with um, India well, well on track to win that game. Um, and then, as has happened in quite a few occasions now, including the Com Games final, the World Cup semi final last year, Charlie just found a way to win. Yeah, yeah, that was a classic Aussie win. And you, I sort of felt like throughout this ODI series, it was um, like the young players, the young generation, they really sort of announced themselves and. You kind of feel like Australian cricket is in a really good spot. I mean, you've got the likes of obviously Phoebe Litchfield dominating. Ash Gardner, she's only 25 or something. She looks like she's going to dominate for years to come. Alana King, Georgia Wareham and Annabelle Sutherland were all outstanding. So I reckon for Aussie fans, there's plenty to be happy about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people forget how young Ash Gardner and Georgia Wareham are because they've been around for yeah. so long and they debuted so young, but they're 
they're absolutely going to be part of this Australian team for a really long time yet. Really exciting stuff from them. And as you mentioned, Annabelle Sutherland just keeps going from strength to strength. And you think she's going to go up the order as the years go by too and play an increasingly big role with the bat. So um, plenty plenty to like and, and lots of good signs for the Aussies 18 months out from a World Cup. Yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, you've still got Sophie Molyneux uh, making her way back into elite cricket. Taylor Vlamek still sidelined, but hopefully coming back into bowling soon. So, yeah, everything's looking good uh, for the Aussies. But now LJ's onto the T20s. They all start at 12.30 uh, in the morning uh, Australian time. So for the brave souls wanting to stay up, you can do so. Uh, otherwise, we'll have you covered and catch up all, on all the action at cricket.com.au. We're going to move on, uh, LJ, because uh, we're going to do a bit of a special episode because one of the greats of Australian cricket and greats of Australian sport, in fact, is entering a very prestigious club. So on Sunday night, the second T20 in Mumbai, Elise Perry will become the first Australian woman and just the fourth woman after Matali Raj, Charlotte Edwards and Susie Bates to play 300 games for their country, which is obviously an incredible effort. Uh, But LJ, let's go back to 2007, uh, the year Pez burst onto the international scene. Yeah, and it wasn't an ordinary call-up. The 16-year-old Elise, who made a one-day international debut in Darwin, despite having never played a match at senior domestic level, not even for New South Wales back then, uh, was Mark Jennings, a former Australian captain who was selector at the time, and she recently shared the story of how she plucked Pez out of school to play for Australia. Um, Yeah, I do remember pretty clearly. Um, I was at school at the time, I would have been in year 11, um, and it was actually recess, and my best friend, um, she had one of those like Motorola flip flip phones I think it was a razor it was bright pink anyway and um it was calling and it was my dad and I was like that's really strange and anyway she she handed it to me and um and dad was like oh I've just got this call from from Mark Jennings the Australian selector um they want to pick you to go to to Darwin to play against New Zealand in the Rose Bowl and I just thought dad was like (laughs) having you on yeah exactly (laughs) being a complete idiot um anyway so I didn't really believe him and um I spent the rest of the school day kind of just not acknowledging what had just happened and just thought he was joking and then I, I remember getting home that night and and chatting to him and it was it was legitimate which um <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking Mark but <laughs> well it was as I said before it was very different <laughs> because you hadn't even played you'd played underage for New South mm. Wales but nothing yeah but obviously the talent was there and it was we needed something and we got it so it was good. Had you had you met Pez before and had you watched her play? I'd seen her a little bit in the in the youth, but not a lot. But Christina was the um, she was the one that was saying, you know, this is the this is the kid. So you, you take it on board and you say, okay, we'll give it a try. We didn't lose anything, did we? I think the only time Margaret met me was when um, Elisa Healy and I were in the under-21s Australian team and Marg had to tell us to settle down because I think we'd eaten too many lollies and were jumping on mattresses. So I'm surprised that you still selected me, but anyway. Get her, get her away from Midge and she's yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What a story. Classic stuff from uh, Marg and Pez there. A couple of months later, after the one-day debut, uh, in February in 2008, Elise Perry confirmed herself as a certified star of the future. So on T20 debut at the famous MCG, uh, a young Elise, uh, you'll see the footage, she looks like an absolute baby, but she fired up the crowd with a handy 29 off 25 before she took four for 20 to lead the Aussies to a big win over England. Yeah, and that footage is great to watch. I think we were lucky that in a time where not many matches were broadcast on television, that one was, and the highlights are available on cricket.com.au. But let's first go back to the MCG where Ian Healy was up and about. 
and it's uh, the captain rolls and bringing the young Elise Perry into the attack. We saw some fine batting from her. Another one of the all-rounders. Look how young her face is. She's a baby, 17. And not only is she a talented cricketer, she plays soccer at uh, a high level as well. So it's all ahead of her. Let's hope she stays with them. And here she goes, starting her third over. And there's good pace. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant by the youngster. Gee, she's putting on a show for us tonight. Now, Lise, is that a dream come true for your debut on the MCG? Yeah, I definitely think it is. And it's also a really great start for the whole team to the series coming up. So I think we couldn't be happier. Now, you went in at 5 for 71. Did you know that, that it was 5 for 71? And what were you thinking? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, the girls made a great start and we had a bit of trouble during the middle of the overs. And I think I thought my mindset going out was just sort of trying to play my game and sort of keep that intent going with the batting and just see if it comes off or not. And what is your game? Is it hitting sixes at the MCG down the ground? <laughs> well, I guess that's the plan. But, um, yeah, no, just sort of, you know, getting bat on ball and seeing what happens. Is there anything you tried today that didn't come off? You had it a lot. You had sixes, runs, wickets, back flick onto the stumps uh, and runouts. Yeah, well, there's a couple of wides in there, so there's definitely some room for improvement. You're very difficult to, very tough to please, that's for sure, Elise. Congratulations. There's $500, which is a handy pickup from Cricket Australia, and uh, congratulations. Good luck for the the near future against England. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks to Cricket Australia and also to the crowd. They were great. Oh, Pez, she sounds like an absolute baby, but kind of still the same. So good to see. And in the same month, Elise made her test debut at Barrel Oval, receiving a baggy green from former Australian wicketkeeper Christina Matthews. Yeah, there's no doubt it's in the test match arena that Elise has been the most prolific over her career. I mean, her technical correctness, uh, the high value she puts on her wicket and her mental strength and fortitude make her just a perfect fit for the longest form of the game. Yeah, and she's got a, a batting average of 66, a bowling average of 21. Um, you know, there's a double ton in there, another century in Taunton. So it is actually a massive shame that she's only played 12 test matches out of this 299 she's played for Australia so far when you um, you know compare that to someone like Steve Smith who, who debuted after Pez but has already played 100 tests for Australia. Here is Pez. Uh, we had a chat to her on this podcast during the Ashes series last year uh, talking about her test debut at Barrel and exactly what she loves about the format. Gosh. It feels a long time ago now, um, but yeah, I debuted in, in Barrel. Um, Christina Matthews presented me with my cap, um, mm. along with three other girls who made their debut on that on that day. And I think that's a bit of a, th a trend in, in women's test match cricket because we don't play a lot of it. Yeah. There's often a lot of debutantes, which is really nice kind of to be able to share that with, with other players. Um, we actually lost that test match. I remember mm. Isha Gua took, okay. <laughs> took a lot of wickets. Right. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was a great experience. It was a really sort of like um, village feel to the ground in terms of like, um, yeah, it's a beautiful oval down mm. there. And obviously where Brabham played and, um, yeah, we had lots of people come out. And I think, do you know what, my fondest memory is probably the scones at afternoon tea, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, since then it's just been so fun playing every, every test match that I've had a chance to play. It's such a great format. And, um, yeah, it's so nice to have a baggy green as well. And yeah, so there were a couple of photos or like when we were watching you batting at Trent Bridge and you just like had a big smile on your face. <laughs> what do you love about playing cricket? Um, what do I love about playing cricket? Uh, I, do you know what I think? It, it still very much ties back into to my childhood. Um, you know, it, 
it's by far and away some of the fondest memories that I have is, is playing kit, uh, cricket as a kid, whether that was in the backyard or down at the nets with, with my family or with my best mates in, in my local club team. Um, yeah, it just there's just this really wonderful connection with this sense of joy and um, and yeah, it's been nice to kind of carry that through my whole career. Um, obviously, things have changed a bit, but you know, you still sort of have that connection to things and. Um, yeah, it, it definitely is a part of me and um, it's so nice to share it with wonderful people. And then I guess after that, the rest is history. From 2007 until this very day in 2023, Elise Perry has dominated the sport. Uh, she's re- remained at the forefront of the Australian team for a remarkable 16 years. She, I mean, she got dropped out of the T20 side just before the Commonwealth Games in 2022, but I think the way that she's uh, reimagined her T20 game is a testament to her hard work, dedication to the sport, and she, she really has become an icon of Australian sport and, yeah, a true legend of the game. Yeah, she has, and, and what she's done for the sport obviously goes far beyond just the numbers, but for now let's reel off some of those stats that back up just how good Elise Perry has been and how good she still is. All right, so let's go. Pez has got seven World Cups. She's got two Test centuries plus a 99, including a 213 not out. She's got a test average of 66. I think only Don Bradman is the Australian to have a better test average than that. She's got 323 international wickets. She's got the best ODI figures by an Aussie woman, the unforgettable 7 for 22 at Canterbury during the Ashes in 2019. And she's Australia's second highest wicket taker in T20s. I mean, (laughs) it's just outrageously good, isn't it? She can probably lay a pretty solid claim to being the greatest female cricketer of all time. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yes. It's a it's a hot topic, and I mean, there's pretty plenty of contenders. I mean, I think when Meg Lanning retired, I mean, people elevate Meg to to goat status. But I think in terms of the numbers and the fact that Pez bowls and bats, she's done it in both facets of the game, and for such an extended period of time. I think Pez is the GOAT. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. When you also just think about her contributions to the game outside of just what she's done on the field, it's it's been immense. She's been such a, a great ambassador for the sport, um, been so involved with the way the women's game has evolved over those um, years that she's been involved with the team so far. So I, I think when you look at her overall contribution, she absolutely makes that claim. I mean, even last night here at DY Patil Stadium, um, the Australians had a training session and it was meant to end at 5pm and I think at 5 past 5 she was still trying to make Shelley Nitschke do throwdowns in the in the nets and wouldn't leave. So <laughs> to show them that, you know, Pez at 33, everything she's achieved, she's still that hardworking and still clearly wants to improve her game. It, it's quite remarkable. 100%. And it really doesn't look like she's slowing any signs of slowing down. She's always reinventing her game. She's always adding new elements. I mean, feel it feels like she could go on for another three years. Yeah, I was trying to do the maths last night to figure out how long it might take her to get to 400 games. Future to his program isn't quite padded out enough. She'd probably have to play for be another three to four years to get there. Um, okay. I mean, I wouldn't put it past her. No, if she plays every game and if Australia play every game possible between now and the end of the one-day World Cup in mid-2025, that's another 48 matches and that's 18 months. <laughs> so she, she could do LD. it in even two years potentially. <laughs> All right, challenge has been set, Pez. <laughs> 400 club. <laughs> and... All of that we've mentioned 
we haven't um, haven't even touched on Pez as a person. And I think anyone that's crossed paths with Pez will know that she's one of the most generous, humble, kind and down-to-earth athletes you'll ever meet. I mean, whenever you go to a game, Pez is always there at the end signing autographs, talking to young kids and giving her time to the fans who all love Pez. Um, and we've had some great submissions from our listeners. Thank you to all those who jumped on our um, social channels and submitted their favourite Pez memories. But before we get to the fan memories, we're going to go through our own LJ. Um, so I'm going to ask you straight up, what is your favourite Pez memory? Yeah, and we have to qualify this too by saying we both picked moments we were there in person for. Um, there's obviously some really special ones that, that neither of us were there that we'll get a mention later on too. Um, but for me, it was her seven wickets against England in the uh, third Ashes ODI at Canterbury in 2019. It was just the most remarkable performance. The first two one days have been pretty closely fought. Um, Australia had won both, but they were by no means a walkover. And then Elise comes out and just absolutely tears England to pieces, a really good England side, and just tears them to shreds at Canterbury. And um, it's, yeah, one of the, the more memorable days I've had at the cricket. What a delivery. Absolute beauty. Taylor has no answer. Another big shout, it's blown in front and it's given. There's her Pfeiffer, there's her best figures. It is the Elise Perry day. Gone, that's nine down. And this is a rout. Best bowling figures ever for an Australian in one day international cricket. Yeah, that was that was truly something special to watch uh, from my screen. And a lot of fans uh, echoed your thoughts, LJ. That was that was a true Pez special. I've gone for a, a more recent Pez memory. Um, during the test match at Trent Bridge, during the most recent Ashes series, Pez came in. I mean, whenever Pez is in whites in the in the test match arena, you always feel pretty comfortable. I mean, you kind of just expect her to get 100. And she was looking well on the way to doing so at Trent Bridge uh, last year. She got to 99 which for a lot of cricket fans and cricket players, like you hate to see it, like going out on 99, it's it's devastating and it's heartbreaking. But Pez's reaction, I feel like was so good to see and it really sums her up as a cricketer. So here's what she said. I suppose like, yes, it, it's a number um, and one that we talk about a lot in cricket, but like the whole experience out there today was so much fun. Um, you know, I've loved every opportunity um, Sometimes things just go that way. Um, it's hard to be disappointed, I think. Um, it was nice to contribute. It was nice to be a part of a few few really good partnerships, particularly that one with TMAC. Um, yeah, I, there's just not really much to dwell on there. Um, it's just like any other time you get out, it's a bit of a bummer, but uh, gosh, the game definitely goes on and life goes on for sure. She just loves the game. Loves playing it. Loves playing it. And, you know, her 99 got the team in a really good pos- position and that is by far and away what she values more than individual success. And that's definitely shone through in her career to this to this point. But now to the fan stuff. Thank you, yeah, as we said, to all the fans who submitted their memories. There was a lot to choose from. So we've we've settled on a top three that we think you'll enjoy reminiscing on. First up, Braden Smith replied on Twitter. And shout out to Braden for managing to squeeze four moments into his one reply. So Braden said... <laughs> And he summed it up pretty well. The trouble with Pez having played so many games is that there's far too much to choose from. Her double century is an obvious choice, but honestly, I think I've got to go for a seven fart in England. Honourable mention to her clean bowling Lydia Greenway after she ducked. 
Also, I can't not mention her T20 debut. It was the first game of women's cricket I ever watched. It was on nine and there was this girl barely older than me and she was absolutely tearing the palms to shreds. Pez became my favourite player that day and has been ever since. How good's that? That is brilliant. And if you haven't seen her bouncer that uh, managed to clean bowl Lydia Greenway, who ducked under it, um, definitely Google that because it's an iconic piece of vision and another amazing Pez performance um, when she basically rolled through England to seal that famous Ashes win in 2015, again at Canterbury. Next up, this one is you know, one from quite early on in Pez's career, but does really sum up the competitor that she is from our favourite Twitter statsman hypercost. One of the many contenders during her all-time great Est career, winning the 2013 World Cup final on a fractured ankle has to be top, in my opinion. Having scored 25 not out back when she batted at number nine, Perry then took three for 19 off her 10 overs, including three maidens, when it looked like she might not bowl at all. And I know a lot of people will have seen that vision from back then or, or read stories of it and how she ran in twice and pulled out because she was in so much pain trying to deliver her first ball, regrouped, somehow bowled through those overs and took three wickets to, to seal that World Cup final win over the West Indies in Mumbai. Yeah, yeah, that takes a lot of grit to do something like that. And lastly, the most common answer we got has got to be the iconic double hundred at North Sydney Oval. And Rob on Instagram sums it up pretty well. He says it has to be the 200 against the Poms, including the early celebration. Now, another time, if you haven't seen the vision of this, Go to cricket.com.youtube and search it. It's great. But for now, here's the commentary, which is pretty great to listen to as well. And that's exactly where she goes. Is it enough? Yes, it is. Elise Perry brings up her 200 in style. What a moment for her. And she hit Qantas. Look at that. What an innings. What a player. And that's incredible. She has played an innings to remember for everyone at North Sydney Oval today. Well, it's great to see the emotion. And I think Sarah Taylor's saying, did it actually go all the way? Have you celebrated a little bit earlier? So we are going to double check and everyone's oh, going to no. look as we kind of look in. Oh. It's four. It's four. She celebrated. Can you believe it? Put your helmet back on, Elise Perry. The crowd is booing. Oh, no. Oh, dear. So, Elise Perry on 198. Driven down. She's taking off. And she's done it. She's done it for a second time. Is she going to celebrate the first time just as much as the first time? No. She just puts the bat up relief for Elise Perry. Well, I said it the first time and I'll say it the second time. What an innings, what a player and what a moment for this North Sydney crowd. It's been an absolutely brilliant innings from Elise Perry. Innings of poise and an innings of perfection. And lovely gestures from every single England player has run up to Elise Perry. You will not I promise you see a better test innings than one we've witnessed here today at North Sydney Oval. Truly amazing innings from Elise Perry.
And a couple mentioned her 2011 goal in the World Cup against Sweden, which I think is always crazy to reflect on. The fact that someone who has achieved so much representing Australia in cricket for 16 years has also scored a goal for a country at a football World Cup. I mean, yeah, and it's amazing to think as well that like that World Cup goal was back in 2011. But she kept playing uh, soccer for A-League women up until 2016, 2017, I think. There were days in the early seasons of WBBL where she played a WBBL game in the morning and then go and play a soccer match in the afternoon. So she was still combining both her sports at a, a pretty elite level right up until about 2017, I think, when she finally just had to pick one as cricket became really, really professional. So um, it's incredible to think what she's done. Absolutely a generational athlete. And there's no doubt Pez has put in countless of hours of hard work. So let's hear from a few of her teammates who see the work she puts in day in, day out and how they think she's managed to stay at the top of her game for so long. Gee, she's old. She's been playing for a while, 300 games. Um... What an accomplishment. She's played for a country since she was 16 years old. Um, there's not many other people that can say that they've done that, um, let alone play 300 games. She's come over, overcome adversities, whether that's being dropped from the T20 squad, some serious injuries that she's um, sustained over the last little period. But I just think when I think of Pez, it's, it's the professionalism. Um, she basically lives in the gym. Um, she's literally there every day and Kim Garth and I give her a lot of stick for that because she'll skip dinner well, with us to go to the gym and we're like, are you serious? But I, yeah, I just think her professionalism in everything she does, whether that's on or off the field, um, yeah, is, is second to none and I think she will naturally probably go down as one of the greatest um, women's players of all time. 300 games. Holy cow, that's incredible. Um, the consistency is absolutely amazing but it's probably her commitment to being consistent she is the hardest worker I've ever met in my life um, she puts a lot of time into every single area of cricket um, not just hitting balls and and bowling balls but you know that's efforts in the gym planning preparation um, her, just her body in general and so absolutely committed to doing what's right for the team doing what's right in that situation so I mean she's the goat and she's the goat for a reason I think she always will be the goat. That's pretty amazing and not many I don't think many people have, have played 300 games for Australia in the, in the women's stuff so oh, I think Pez's longevity and, and her resilience throughout her career is just really unmatched I mean she's the ultimate professional and everyone probably talks about that she trains really hard and and works really hard but you know that takes a lot of dedication and, and love for the game and um, yeah, her, her ability to have done that over a really long extended period of time and still be one of the best in the world throughout that, that space in time is, um, yeah, just a testament to who she is as a, as a determined person, but also just an amazing cricketer. Her drive to keep evolving her game and getting better in whatever she does. And I think there was a period of time where she spoke about, um, she really worked on the mental side of things. And I think that's, like everything about evolving a game is not just physical or what you do with your skill set. There's plenty of stuff that goes behind the scenes and being a professional athlete, there's lots of things that come your way and how you handle yourself. And I think the way she's done that in the, in the recent years to make sure that she's the best she can be in what she does, I think that's given her the best chance to, to continue to play for Australia and like not just play for Australia, but have a massive impact in every game that we play for. And she always strives to be the greatest and that just goes down to her, her work ethic. She's, she's a workhorse. She's one of the last people to leave. She's most pe uh, one of the people who I've never seen so many balls get thrown or she hits and that's just a testament to, 
to what she does on field. Um, it's not by fluke that I think, in my opinion, the goats of, of women's cricket and what she has to offer from her experience, her knowledge, her sense of calmness as well. I think that's what makes Elise Perry um, how great Elise Perry is. I reckon Pez, she's athletic, naturally talented, but um, her game plan's always been simple and to her strengths and she's always backed herself in. So she trains exceptionally hard to work on every facet of her game and then come the time in the middle, she just knows what she's doing. So, yeah, it's, it's been great to watch her 300 games. Pez is just a elite athlete. She, yeah, her longevity in the game is, sort of speaks for itself. She puts such a high value and price on her wicket when she's batting. She puts a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of energy into um, being able to perform the way that she does. I think she's someone that spends the longest in the gym, um, just sort of refining everything that she needs to to make sure she gets her body right to perform. And I mean, yeah, coming back from that hamstring injury in the World Cup as well, that it shows the resilience that she has. Um, obviously also being dropped from the T20 side to then come back and almost completely transform her, her limited overs game. Um, yeah, it just goes to show that she's really well, um, or she's evolving really well and, and really adaptive to, to what's required. You know, she's contributed significantly to the landscape of Australian cricket across her 15 or so years and 300 games now. Um, and she just she just loves it. Um, she's always the first one in the nets and the last one to leave and always trying to improve her game. So she's probably got another 100 more in her, I'd say. Yeah, she's just an absolute goat of an athlete, I think. Um... She's strong, she's fit, she's fast, like just the perfect sort of athlete. Some great stuff there from Pez's teammates. Um, as we've said, it's an incredible achievement to reach 300 games, uh, which Pez should hit in the second T20, which will be on Sunday night, Monday morning Australian time at 12.30 in the morning. Uh, as we said, Aussie fans, tune in on Foxtel or KO, otherwise you'll be able to catch up with all the action that unfolds on cricket.com.au. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thanks to the fans that submitted their memories and uh, enjoy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 